turn to Acts chapter 13. I'm really not going to go far from there. And I will be mainly on verse 2. 13 verse 2. 13 verse 2. All right, now I can just go, right? Yeah, I got to go to all over me, man. Thanks. All right. All right, so I just, it's interesting, this verse has come over and over to me. Dan and I were talking about this. Actually, we were listening to a prophet, Kobus. Is that who it was? guy from South Africa, he's passed away, gone on to be with the Lord, but we were listening to uh, something when we were working together one day, and that was the first time, but previous to that, I heard this verse, and then this weekend, I heard this verse, and so this verse keeps coming in my face, so I'm going to go after it, right, because it's something that the Lord wants to really open up to us, and I'm just going to tell you that I had a most astounding time again, I, I'm not glittery, I'm all glittery, good. Counterfeit Joshua Mills. <laughs> um, but Holy Spirit, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for what you're going to speak. We thank you that you speak to us clearly. So Holy Spirit, we just open our hearts to you. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you want to direct us in every way. We thank you that you want to release the kingdom to us daily. Every moment, God, and I, I thank you that your presence is in this place. I thank you for what you're, you're about to do tonight. I thank you how you're going to release your presence and your kingdom in, this pe in these people in a fresh way tonight. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. You know, <clears throat> I just, I love God's voice. And I, I just, I'm going to read this scripture, but I just want us to, to realize that, that God, the Holy Spirit is desiring to speak to us and I'm realizing more and more like you know of course you know I went, I went away this weekend and God began to release another word over us for New England over me personally it just ah, it was bad again like good bad but bad like between the chairs shaking on the ground this guy is pastor from Mexico kept putting his hand on me to try and stop me from moving and I'm, 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 I'm electricity again it's a, anyway it was wild good and it was a direct word from the Lord just to reinforce what I know he's already spoken ready so as they ministered it says ministered to the Lord and fasted the Holy Spirit said now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. And I just want to cue in on a few things because there's powerful, powerful truth in this, and I want us to really get a hold of it. First off, we are called to minister to the Lord. And the more I get into this, the more I realize, the less, listen, I've been to school, I'm versed in how to study the Bible, I know what to do, I know all the mechanics of ministry, but I, you, everyone in this room needs the same thing that I do. We need to learn to minister to the Lord. You know, and Paul, it talks that, that they, were, they were about to send out Paul, Saul then, and Barnabas, 
But it says that they, they ministered to the Lord and fasted. <laughs> now, I'm not going to get into all this right now, but I am going to hit a couple things because I really feel like I need to, to strengthen our view of fasting. Listen, when we are ministering unto the Lord, fasting is one of those things, not to try and kill ourselves to get God's approval, but it shows us all throughout Scripture. Listen, this is how they picked elders for the church. This is how they sent people out. <laughs> Not by the best givers, but they ministered to the Lord. They prayed. They, it wasn't like their best friends. It was God spoke through ministering to him. Everyone say Holy Spirit spoke. Yes, the Holy Spirit speaks. And I'm telling you, I am just, I'm on this, and I won't stop. I have to be like Caleb. I have to be like that biting dog. Like, I don't want to let go until, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to let go because God always wants to bring us to a new place. He wants to show us new truth. He wants to reveal fresh new things, and it won't happen. Like, the old stuff won't shed away until we minister unto him. We are always concerned about what God's ministering to us. And the Lord is saying, in this hour, listen, God is about to raise, ready, how many, I, I need the eagles in this place. To be, you need to respond to me tonight. I need the eagles because I'm, I'm kicking out the chickens. The chickens are going. The coop is getting out. I'm throwing it out the door. There'll be no chickens in this place. I'm telling you, there'll be only eagles. I only want eagles, lions, that, that's it. Because we cannot, we will not, we will not. We need to hear the voice of God. We need to see what's happening in the Spirit. We need to minister unto Him. And a lion, come on, a lion will not be stopped when they hear the voice of the Lord. I'm telling you, I felt like a caged animal early. I'm like, Tori, you need to just start and get this thing moving before I jump out of my skin. Like, now. She's like, what are you? I'm just, she's confused. She's like, what, what's the matter? I'm like, I'm like coming out of my skin. And tonight, I really feel like God wants to release something, like, fresh on us that we will stand with. And I'm telling you, the problem is I get away from David Hogan, and then I go back. And I realize in two weeks, I can be dull. Scary. I am I'm afraid of that. I promise you, that guy is the real deal. I was standing there, and his grandson, who he raised from the dead, was testifying. Listen, remember... It's not a mistake I got a bee sting last week. I'm telling you right now. My hand blew up. <laughs> blew up. Literally blew up. One nice little New England bee. Not harmful. I, it was an accident. I tried to pull him off my net. He was just crawling, hanging out. He bit me. Right between my fingers. And it was like, whoosh, blew up. His grandson was out. Farming, cleaning things up, and must have hit a nest. And it was killer bees. What do they do? They kill. So the young, the kid, he just jumped off the tractor, and thinking of not thinking, the tractor went and cut down two of the, <laughs> cut down two of the, uh, the orange trees, <laughs> which he had to count to his grandfather for, <laughs> which is David. <laughs> but he realized he jumped back on and shut it off. And as soon as he shut it off, there was nothing to distract the bees anymore. They came after him. And he had a hooded sweatshirt on. All they did was sting him around his neck and his head. 
Yeah. So what happened? I'll tell you what happened because I know because my hand blew up just from one little bee sting. He was, he was uh, multiple times in his face, his neck, it, his whole head blew up. To what, and, then, and then he suffocated because his throat and his tongue began to swell. He felt himself just going off into perfect peace. He's testifying to this this, this weekend. It's just so crazy. Just felt, felt himself drifting off. Went into the, you know, he ran back to the house, got the bees off him, whatever, but then it, it just set in. And he began to stop breathing. To the point where it just became black and just peaceful and he was drifting. And then he was, you know, Mrs. Hogan said he was dead. Had him on, come on, this kid was raised from the dead. On, via FaceTime. Yeah. Like David said, they didn't have that in the Bible. So, sorry. But he just, he did this. He said, Corbin, we made an agreement. <laughs> and it was so funny because Corbin began to testify. He goes, when Papa says something, you need to respond. So he said, all of a sudden I heard his voice. And just like that, he said, my throat opened up, and I began to breathe. Just like that. Just by his grandfather calling him forth. Corbin, we had an agreement. And I see the kid. He's amazing young man. But I'm saying this to say that someone needs to just begin to... What, you know, David just, all he would say to me is, we're intercessors. So all they do is pray and fast. So, if you're raising dead by fasting, I think I, I want some of that. I'm saying and I'm testifying to these things because the Holy Spirit wants us to begin to hear. But the main thing is the Holy Spirit wants to speak. And we need to position ourselves to hear his voice. Am I saying all we have to do is pray? No, but we need to minister to him. It's not just going to come by fasting, right? And I love the fact how, how we, we see here in Scripture, it's by ministering unto the Lord. There's something about ministering unto the Lord. More than reading your Bible. I love the Word, and you know I love the Word. But it's more than just reading and ritual and doing the things we do every day. And, we, and God is saying, I want you to minister unto me. I want your voice to come up to, my, to me as a sweet, sweet sound. So speaking of fasting, I looked at Acts chapter 27, and I found out because there is some fools that think fasting is not necessary sometimes. I'll call them fools because that's what Solomon would call fools, right? Okay, I'm just checking. I know, I know, I know. It's kind of harsh. I know. But help me, if, if, if Paul was on a journey and he began to, they took days where they didn't eat. They were fasting and storms were coming. And it said everything was coming against where he was trying to go. And he was going to try and testify to Caesar. He was about to have an audience 
with one of the greatest people at that time. But everything thwarted where he was going. And if you read through chapter 27, it goes, at the storms, the winds. It, come on, sometimes storms. And look, everyone in this room has had a demonic storm, whether it's physical or mental or whatever it is, come against you. And I'm saying, sometimes these things will not leave unless we fast and minister unto the Lord. I'm telling you, how many, I want to be free of everything. I want to be free of everything in this world. I want to be free of any of the flesh, ready? We can do a lot of flesh in church. We can do a lot of fleshy things all through our lives. And, and you say, well, I, you know, I, you don't need to get too crazy. No, I'm going to be crazy. I want to be crazy. I want to be really crazy. Because in order to win 15 million people, I'm just talking this one region, 15 million Someone better get praying and fasting. And I'll do it. It's okay. I'm not putting it on you. I'm not going to put any heavy burdens and any heavy weights. Jesus has the big weight that he carries. He carries all of it. But I'm telling you that nothing, nothing, I'm, it won't change. Like our situations won't change unless we minister unto him. Like it won't move. Things won't move. Ships won't go to where they need to. The, the, the shipwreck's coming. It's a matter of whether we're going to survive. <laughs> Here, ready? I don't know what verse it is, but I know it's in chapter 27. Paul says this. He said, I had, I had an encounter. See, what the angel of the Lord showed up and said, no, you're going to go through this thing, but I, pr I promise you not everyone's going to die. The ship's going to get wrecked. But not everyone will die. I would say that we need it more than, like, I need the voice of the Lord and I need the Holy Spirit. This is 14 days into a fast. I don't know how long he fasted. He said at one point that the, he told all the people to just begin to eat. I wasn't going to get into all this, but I started reading it today. And I'm like, what is going on with this? Because God's trying to pull us out of stuff. We want our, we want our family members loose, but we don't want to pay a price. And I'm calling it a price. Jesus paid the price, but he calls us to step into something greater so that we can see greater results. I'm not trying to convince Jesus of anything. He wants to do it, but he's looking for those who will take the yoke, right? That The yoke that breaks, and it's the anointing that breaks everything. It's not anything. It's not me doing something. It's the anointing on your life. And so if we want, how many? We want the anointing. I want the double portion, but I don't I want to skip a meal. And I'm, I'm talking about a meal. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to yoke it. I wasn't even going to go here tonight. But I, I just feel like there's something that God wants to shift. I want to see the captive set free. And I know I don't have all it takes. There's no way. He's got it all. But I'm, I'm going to position myself. So when I minister unto the Lord, it's not like I'm trying to get his... Come on, I just want to spend time with Papa. And sometimes I got to clear. Ready? It says this. He said, now separate to me. Now separate. There's something if we don't separate ourselves. We don't separate something. Like God's trying to pull you away from something so that you can have him. He's the portion. And this is what I'm saying. Oh, no, I can have everything in him. No, no I promise you, you can't. 
clear the place out. It's okay. I told you, I'm after eagles. I'm after eagles. We're going to call every eagle in. Just raise your hands right now, quick. Father, we thank you. Lord, we pray that you give us vision beyond ourselves. Father, we pray. Father, I ask for an army of eagles. I thank you for an eagle's nest. I prophesy the eagle's nest in this place. I prophesy the increase and the flourishing of an eagle's nest. Father, that those who are weary, Father, if they're weary and they're hungry, Father, they'll come in and they'll be strengthened. Father, I thank you, God, for your love, for your presence, for your power. Lord, I thank you that you're trying to separate us together under one thing, the King. I thank you, King Jesus, in this place. I thank you that you want to release your life on us in ways we can't imagine, in ways we've never understood. I thank you, God, that it comes, Father, by giving ourselves to ministering to you. Father, I thank you tonight for that. The Holy Spirit wants to speak. I'm not going to get all crazy about fasting, really. I didn't, I wasn't even really going to go there, but I, I just, it just wouldn't, I couldn't stop. I just feel like the spirit, and I, I'd like to actually teach more on it because I just got to, I got to get my bearings on it because it's not something that, you know, I want to see America loosed. And I have to believe promises that he spoke to me in the basement of Zion Bible College when I would go down into the dirty basement and God would say, watch, I'm going to light New England on fire. I'm like, I don't want to be in New England. I'm going to light New England on fire and it's going to burn down the coast. And I'm thinking, this is, this is my voice. This is not God's voice. But no, I get a prophecy last, last night to yesterday morning that said the same thing. I see the fire. I see prayers that you prayed in Bible college. I see things that you spoke and the Lord spoke to you. I see them coming to pass. I see them. And New England is yours. So when I hear things like that after I've been praying alone by myself in a dirty basement not even knowing what I'm doing, I'm just saying, God, I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to worship you in this basement, but it's the only place I have and I'm going to pray here and I'm going to set myself apart here. And that's where it started. And at certain points, I fell off. I'm telling you truth. At certain points, I wasn't fervent. Come on, I'm in Bible college. I don't even want to read my Bible because it's a textbook. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't want to read another theology book because it's just work. Come on, but study to show thyself approved so that you have an answer, so that you know the word, so that the word is hidden in your heart. And there's something that the Lord wants to do with this because I know when I, when I, I it just can't come at me again and again and again. I wanted to move up. We wanted to move out of here. I, South Carolina, thank you. I'll go be a Moravian. Help me, Jesus. No, I'm, I promise you. If Robin McMillan didn't say, listen, brother, it's not the promised land here, we probably would have went. I said, wait, what? It's not the promised land? Come on. All of a sudden it was like, come on. I tell you right now, this is the promise. Maybe not this direct place, but the whole place, this whole region is the promise. 
And it's not going to be a little bit of glory. I'm telling you, we want the glory. And I'm telling you, Joshua went in and he ministered before the Lord. Even after Moses would leave. He's the one that brought them into promise. He didn't quite eradicate everything. <laughs> but I'm telling you, he went to this place and you're, we're called to do the same thing. Stay. Come on. Even when, <laughs> even when I leave, don't call me Moses. Do you understand what I'm saying? How hungry are we? And it's not even an issue of striving for hunger. It's, a, it's this thing that I want Jesus, Lord, I want to minister to you more than anything. And therefore, when he begins to speak things, that's why when he spoke things to me in my past... And I didn't believe it. I said, no, that's my voice. No, I didn't know the voice of the Lord quite as well as I do now. Even if I got prophets barking at me. <laughs> Literally. Reminding me of things of my past prayers. The declarations and the things that God spoke in times past. And God has given people in this room... He's spoken things to your spirit. And when the Holy Spirit speaks, those things you can take to the bank and cash them. But how many know the voice of the Holy Spirit? How many know when he's speaking? Because sometimes we think it's us. Sometimes it is us. Sometimes it's God. You, I'm telling you, we, the more you minister before him, the more we get into the place where we feel, where we sense, where we know, where you, my sheep know my voice. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me. He's looking for us to minister to him. He's looking for a church. No, he's looking for a body. No, he's looking for a bride. No, he's looking for sons and daughters that would minister to him. That's it. Ready? I have one key to revival. I have one key to breaking awakening opening in, in any region. Can I say any region? Anywhere. This is not the preacher's gravesite. This is the preacher's, come on, this is, watch, watch, watch. Watch how God begins to bring laborers up out of this region like never, never, ever seen before. Like never. Like this is going to be the place where we harvest the harvesters and then they go out. Apparently I live in that town. Bradford. Honestly. Right? So he's going to begin to do this. He's already doing it. And it says, now separate to me. And I don't know about you, but I know this, that, that God said, separate yourself. When he's talking in, in, in Corinthians, he's speaking about, now separate yourselves. Just like the old spirit, be holy. Walk in purity. Right? 
because there's, you know, we're selling books that we can, you know, we can do whatever we want, kind of, and, and it's still all good because, because I've got grace. I've got, the, I've, got, I've got the grace of God. So everything's just amazing and fun. Listen. He always speaks to call us away. And I'm telling you, if you're hearing the voice, if you're hearing the Holy Spirit speak, he's pulling you aside. If I hear the, the voice of the Spirit, if I hear the voice of the Lord, he's pulling me aside to speak. I'm telling you, we can get downloads in a crowd, but I'm telling you this. When he's speaking to you, he's pulling you aside. I don't care if you're in a crowd. He's pulling you, and he's, all of a sudden there's a beam of, of light or however we want. There's a portal over you that God begins to speak and download things to you because he wants you to hear him. And most of us, come on, I, I, spent, I spent $30 to buy a message I needed two minutes of. <laughs> Because I needed the prophetic word. I did it. I did it. I had to. And then I got the word in the service anyway. Someone gave it to me in my phone. It was already done. The deed was done. Come on. I gave. I sowed into the ministry. I bought all three sessions so I can listen to all the stuff back. But I'm saying that to say this. Because I'm hungry. I don't want to miss a word. And when I get around ministries that I know are hearing God's voice because they've separated themselves, that's who you want to be around. When people separate themselves and they hear the Lord, not... Ready? Holy Spirit's looking for those who will minister to Him. Looking for those who he can speak to. Because when he speaks, he's going to begin to do the things that he said he was going to do. So I have to, I want you to believe this with me tonight. Because God has things he wants to speak. He has things he's yet to speak. He has things he wants to foretell. He has things he, he's going to speak about your future, your family. He said, and then I set you apart for a work I can do, for, that you're going to do. And don't look, don't look around the room and say there's certain people in here that God's called a work for them to do. He's called everyone in this room to do a work. And he's called everyone in this room to be separated unto himself. And he's called everyone in this room to, to separate themselves and go before him and be with him. Be with him. Because there's something, I'm going somewhere else, Deuteronomy 33. I'm rehearsing things because things that were spoken over the ministry two months ago, I just started going over on the, while I was there because I had a lot of time by myself. Well, not a lot of time, but enough time. And where am I going? Verse 10. Verse 13. 
No, let's go back to verse 10. <laughs> We're going right through 13. He found him in a desert land and in a wasteland in a howling wilderness, and he encircled them. Say encircled them. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And listen, I love it. I love the fact that even this place. And listen, America, I, I'm not going to line up with all the prophetic declarations that we're going to hell in a handbasket. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Someone, the church, somebody needs to step up, right, and just begin to step up because I can't get, I'll get low so I can go high, but I need to begin to, to, to declare what he says over this, over the, over our country because our country and right here was the beginning. So I'm saying, God, the, the, the nucleus of what you want to do must be right here. We're sitting on the mine, right? We're sitting at, at ground zero. Like there's about to be a nuclear blast in America and it will probably likely come from the most unlikely place and that would be New England. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging us to believe, <laughs> not doubt part-time, that's not belief. Not have like surges of, God said this, well maybe he didn't. No, no, we must believe the word of the Lord. I must believe that when he says this, when he, that he said he kept them, and then he said, as an eagle stirs up its nests and hovers over its young. Spreading out its wings and taking them what? Up. I need to go up. You need to go up. <laughs> oh, We need to go up. I can't stay low. And you can't stay at low-level places because God is calling you to a higher place. You can't get out of your situation until you begin to minister to him and begin to hear his voice. And when he speaks, you move. And when he speaks, you believe. And when he speaks, you begin to run. I can't wait anymore. I'm not going to be Caleb 80 looking for my mountain. No, no, no. No, that's unacceptable. And so all of us, everyone in this place, have situations, right? Because we got to start there. we got to get out of our stuff so that I can fly. Because if I'm a chicken, I'm looking at the ground. And I'm pecking at my friends because I'm trying to get food scraps. Eagles have a much better perspective. They're way up and they got keen sight. And they can see things small down below. And it's just something that they can zoom in on. And they know what to do. And they know where to go. And they know how to fly. And they fly above it. And so there's something that the Lord wants to teach us in this. Ready? Carrying them on, the, on its wings. And so the Lord led... So the Lord alone led them, and there was no foreign gods with him. I went over this before. And then it says this, that he made him ride in the heights of the earth. Say, I want to ride in the heights. You've got to ride in the heights. You have to ride high. You can't ride low. You cannot. 
It's not going to go well for you. And he made him, right? He made him eat that he might eat the produce of the fields, which we all want the harvest, right? But then he made him draw honey from the rock. Let me talk to you about honey for a minute. Because God has promises and the anointing and and the things that he wants to release to you. But I need the honey. I need the revelation. Because if I have no revelation, it's not going to stick. Put your hands up again. (laughs) Say, I need honey. I need to be sticky with the anointing. The anointing of revelation. I need it right now. And I need the promises to all stick to me. It needs to physically stick to my spirit. It needs to physically, I I need to encounter them. And they need to stick and stay and not be moved and not fall off and not drift away. No, I own them and they're stuck to me and I'm married to them. Who gets oil from the hard places? Because that's what comes next. He stirs them like an eagle's nest. I want, I want the revelation of who he is. I want the revelatory realm to be all around me. And that only comes from my perspective being high, right? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. That I set my eyes on things above. I set my mind on things above, not on this earth, not on the carnal things, not on the carnal things. When I, when I remove that stuff, when I, it goes away, do I want some place to live? Yes. Do I like nice things? Yes. But if that becomes the main thing, I'm toast. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying this. God wants you to have a higher perspective. All those things, right? Jesus tells us all those things are going to come. They're going to be attracted to you because you're in the kingdom. Because you seek first one thing. His kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. You're clean. You live a peaceful life with all men. And joy. (laughs) Joy. We have to live in a place of joy and expectation and not down and not up one day and down another. He's trying to shake that off. So God, give us the revelation. And let us be able to pull oil out of the hard places. Because he sets us apart to pull us into some place so that he can be, he can, he can, He can be glorified. The anointing breaks every hard place away. As a matter of fact, sometimes when the hard places are crushing you in, the oil helps you squeak through. Come on, unscathed, you just... Things are coming in on you. No, the anointing's on you. I'm going to slide through. Right? The anointing, you got things coming on all sides, but God moves you through. And there's something that he wants to do with that. So tonight I just feel like this, that he, he continues to go back and he wants to speak to us about the work which I've called them to. 
And it's work, not a work. It's an assignment. And I just want to align with what God assigns to me and make myself available for what he's about to do. And it can't all be just one thing, right? I, I can't just all be focused in one direction, right? Well, Jesus, one way. But I'm saying we have all these other things that try and pull us towards giving that attention. Are you hearing me? Like all it takes is one family member to kind of fall out of alignment and you're like, that's my focus. Yes, that's your prayer focus, but Jesus is the king. Jesus is the only one. Ready? I'm going to tell you, because this is just crazy stuff. The stuff I heard this weekend, <laughs> David Hogan continues to blow my mind. I don't even know how it's possible. But he's continuing. He was testifying of just this situation. Now, they went into this. They went in this, basically it's a community that all they do is, it, they're a drug cartel. And he kissed his wife goodbye saying, you know, and then she, like, maybe I'm not coming home. You know, you've heard other stories like this, right? But he's just going. He's leaving. And they're driving. And then all these vehicles come alongside the Colombois. So all these cartel drug dealers in Mexico. And the testimony was this, that they got into the village and they were basically told, all right, just put them all at gunpoint. And if they say anything other than preach the gospel, ha. If they do anything other than preach the gospel, come on, he's not going to do anything else. That's all he's going to do is preach the gospel. Right? But he's testifying of all this. And he said the people there were so happy because they did come to know Jesus previously but they're still working for the drug cartel. I'll just let you think about that for a minute. Why? Because if they leave, their families will be killed. They're hostage to the drug cartel. So Jesus or no Jesus... I'd rather have them saved than running drugs. Come on. That's weird, right? Come on. That doesn't fit in this. doesn't fit in here in American churchianity. But there, he's got to just win them, preach the gospel, and then figure out an escape plan in the future. Like, how about we just win them all? So then he says this. He says, so they preached the gospel. People were rejoicing. They were in there. And he said... <laughs> You gotta blow your mind. They're all hanging out, they're eating. He said, There's food, just abundance of food. He says, I'm sitting there eating. And he said, Someone said they saw me get up and, and blow the shofar, but I never left my seat. So he was in the room with himself, walking in or to the other side of the room, blowing the shofar. And God released freedom in that place in different ways. <laughs> I know you're looking at me like what but what is that 
That's being bivocational. That's weird. I know. But the truth is, he said, I never left, and they said they saw me over there. Not just one person. Dozens of people said they saw him get up and blow the shofar. I'm just telling you to make you wonder. Because here's the deal. God wants us to live in a place where we do not put him in a box anymore. When God speaks something to us, it can be way out there, but we don't trust him. So here's what happens. When the Holy Spirit speaks, we need to respond. There's something that he wants to do. He wants the revelatory realm to stick to us so that we can host everything he says. But I'm telling you, he wants to speak and speak loud. And that won't come unless we minister to him. So tonight I just feel like, just raise your hands again. God, we're just asking that you put everything aside. Lord, that we begin to just have this one focus in our lives. That our eyes are completely fixed on you, the author and the finisher of our faith. That when you speak something to us, God, that we completely respond. I just declare over this place complete obedience. I declare over this place complete surrender. Because if we're not surrendered, we can't obey. So, God, I just ask tonight that you just release the fresh oil that comes even in the hard places where, God, you want to begin to pull us out of the hard places. And, Lord, the oil will flow in the hard place if we just acknowledge you and see that your eye is on us every time. Lord, we call forth the eagles. I call forth every place. Lord, I call them from the outside, the ones that aren't even here yet. God, that you, I call them forth now. I call the lions and the lionesses in the kingdom. I call them forth. I call them forth out of you right now in Jesus' name, that there be nothing that would hinder what God's about to do, that we don't, we're not content with a happy little Bible study and, and wash our hands and go home. That, Father, we do something that's going to move us from, from this life of, of just being content to being lions, being eagles, being those that, that run with what you speak to us. So I thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit right now. See, the Holy Spirit spoke. Spoke all through Scripture. But just in the, in the New Testament alone, when he shows up, places are shaking. When he shows up to prisons, shackles drop.
when he begins to speak words to people. Like Peter, I just think of Peter when he's in prison and the Holy Spirit wakes him up. Pump, pump. Just gives him a push. Slap, slap. Get up. Some of us think what God's saying is dreamlike, and it's real. It's not dreams. It's God's reality for your life. And so what I want us to do tonight is just engage with that for a moment. That the fullness of who he is will be revealed to us because we're just given to ministering to him. Now, God wants to speak something to you right now. How many believe that? <laughs> you better. <laughs> God wants to speak to you right now. So come on, let's just, just stand for a minute. Just raise our hands up to heaven, really. We just want to engage with the Lord. Now let's just see what the Lord will do. I don't know. I don't have a plan. I don't know if I'm going to lay hands on everyone. I just feel like there's just something that the Lord wants to release for you tonight, right now. You know, I've had times in my life where I've hit, where I gave you the... I gave you my, my first time I heard the Lord speak something of revival to me. I always had, I always had this desire, but like I was always chewing on John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and all that stuff, all these revival guys. But when the Lord spoke to me the certain things down the basement of Zion Bible College, I didn't expect it to come back to me 20 years later. I didn't expect that. I thought it was me trying to go after something that conceivably for myself seemed like out of, out of orbit. Like, how are you going to use this guy that got set free from drugs to burn New England, use him to awaken New England? Awakening wasn't even a buzzword then. (laughs) All I saw was fire. (laughs) Come on, just worship Jesus for a minute. Come on. Just lift your hands. Come on. Father, I thank you. fervency that I feel, I just feel like listen I left I left a place with 350 people that were actually probably more like 400 they were just going after the Lord and I said God I missed our worship team in a sense but I said Lord my, the people back where 
at KA. They're, they're fervent like this. So, Lord, I'm just believing for fresh fire on this place. Because I can't, we can't do it without the fresh fire. So, God, we ask, Lord, we ask, God, that you just bring us to a whole new level of expectation, of awe and wonder of what you're about to do. Because when we step in this place, you begin to all of a sudden download things to us. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're going to begin to do it. So just stay worship, 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 worship. Worship, we love you, God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you for who you are, not what you can do. We thank you that you're the king of our lives, God. We thank you that, Lord, it's, it's the faith of God that's blazing in our hearts right now. And, Lord, I thank you. You're pulling us out. You're, you're helping us to get through hard places. And the oil will flow. And the oil will flow. So, Lord, I just declare tonight that you put this fierceness on us, Father. Just being fierce. Unable, Father, to stop. We're just so hungry. Ravenous for you, God. Just ravenous for you, God. Unquenchable, unquenchable fire. Unquenchable presence. That, Lord, you do this in such a way that it'll never go out. It won't ever go out in our hearts. Not singularly, not corporately, Father. Lord, I, I breathe, Father, right now into people who, who the fire has kind of gone out, Father. I just bleed, I breathe the wind of God. The wind of God. The wind of God. Blowing the coals. 